Good afternoon and welcome to another presentation of the Fall Colloquia brought to you by your School of Library and Information Science at San Jose State University. I am Dr. Anthony Bernier and along with Dale David from our technical staff, we are producing this series of presentations to better connect our library community with the faculty and the school. Look for our new Colloquia presentations on the SLIS website at least every other week throughout the term where you will also find a webcast archive of all of our presentations on the SLIS homepage. Find our website at sliswb.sjsu.edu. We also offer our Colloquia as free podcasts. Users can either subscribe to the Colloquia RSS feed or visit the SJSU SLIS portal in the iTunes Music Store. Details on how to do this can be found in the Fall 2007 Colloquia page. I would like to make a few promotional announcements. First, and on behalf of the faculty, I would like to heartily invite everyone to attend our annual Lazaro Lecture in November, sponsored by the Institute of Scientific Information. This is our sixth annual Lazaro Lecture honoring Samuel Lazaro, librarian, administrator, and pioneer in library automation. This year's speaker is noted essayist and humorist Will Manley. While you can find further details on the event on our SLIS homepage, it will take place on Thursday, 29 November from 7.45 to 9.30 in the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel St. Clair in downtown San Jose. Second, I would like to call your attention to um, visiting the SLIS 21 school-wide blog maintained by our Associate Director, Dr. Linda Main, on the school's homepage. SLIS 21 concentrates on school administration and development. Right now, the hot topic is spring um, 08 class offerings, but every week there are introduced, uh, we introduce new topics. You can find SLIS 21 on the school's homepage as well. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce Dr. Lily Lua. Dr. Lua received her doctorate at the School of Information and Library Science at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and she just recently joined our staff full-time as a lecturer. Her teaching and research interests reside in reference services, where she is pursuing the questions, uh, questions about how new technologies impact the provision of reference services. Even though she hasn't been with us very long, she's already making a big impact, though. Her reference class on Second Life has already been featured on our local PBS affiliate KQED, a program called Quest. Dr. Lua's presentation today is entitled Toward Sustaining Professional Development, Identification of Essential Chat Reference Competencies, and Effective Training Techniques. So on behalf of the faculty, please join with me in welcoming Dr. Lily Lua. What I'm presenting today is actually my uh, dissertation, doctoral dissertation research. I just defended my dissertation in April and I graduated in the summer from UNC Chapel Hill. Um, it's been like five months already since my dissertation defense, so I'm way past the stage where I couldn't stand taking another look at my dissertation once it's done. So I've recovered pretty well from the post-dissertation syndrome and now I could uh, talk about my dissertation peacefully. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, the focus of my dissertation, how to professionally prepare librarians in providing chat reference service. Does everybody know what chat reference service is? This kind of uh, real-time reference service provided via digital media. Right? Uh, it's kind of different from uh, uh, reference services 
provided via other venues like face-to-face -face or telephone or email. And since it's new and it's quite different from all these other venues, it requires new competencies for librarians to master in order to effectively provide the chair reference service. And the motivation for me to focus my dissertation on this topic is uh, that uh, I conducted a study evaluating a, a statewide chat reference service in North Carolina during the first two years of my doctoral study. And one of the findings in my study was that the librarians were not very happy with the chat reference training they received at the beginning of the service. They wished that they could have received more coherent and effective training so that they could have provided the service more comfortably and confidently. And this finding motivated me to read more extensively about the chat reference training, later chat reference competency and the training literature. And this is what I found out, the problems uh, that are uh, associated with the chat reference competency and training literature. Currently, the competency studies about chat reference are mostly identification studies. These studies are uh, associated with particular individual chat reference projects, and none of them go beyond the uh, identification stage of the competence determination process to the validation stage, because you not only have to identify competencies, you also have to validate them in terms of their importance to the practice of a particular domain, and here the domain is chat reference. So if we don't know which competencies are more important than others, we don't know which competencies carry more weight than others, we're not able to allocate uh, resources effectively to, to the uh, competencies that are high on the uh, priority list, right? So uh, that's, that's the problem with chair reference competencies. And the chair reference training has the same kind of problem. The, the, the literature is full of reports of the uh, design and implementation of individual training, pro uh, training uh, programs. And none of them conducted any evaluation of the effectiveness of those training techniques. So questions like, um, how effective are these training programs and how well do uh, librarians respond to these training techniques they received are left unanswered. Um, with the competency, uh, chair reference competency studies and the training studies being so discrete, I consider it's necessary to have a cohesive force to string together all these individual effort or efforts of exploring chair reference competencies and training and uh, approach this topic from a more holistic uh, perspective and hopefully eventually to produce a framework of chair reference competencies and training that is independent of uh, pro uh, individual projects and can be tailored and applied across different chair reference contexts. Um, these are my research questions. And first, what are the essential competencies that librarians need to master in order to provide chair reference service? So the first question focuses on the competencies. And the second question focuses on the effective training techniques. And the third focuses on the contextual variables. I'm trying to look at if uh, different groups different demographic groups of chair reference, uh, chair reference librarians have significantly different perceptions of the uh, competencies and training techniques. So these are the three research questions that guided me through my uh, doctoral dissertation.
Um, here is the outline of the study that I conducted. It's actually a two-stage study. On the first stage, I conducted a, a literature review, and then based on the literature review, I, I identified a list of competencies, and I asked uh, chair reference practitioners to evaluate uh, the importance of the competencies, and then I produced a prioritized list of chat reference competencies and determined uh, part of them to be um, to be the essential competencies. Once I had determined these essential chat reference competencies, I conducted another literature review. This time, I focused on the training literature, and then I identified a list of training techniques that could deliver these essential chat reference competencies. Again, I asked librarians to evaluate their um, effectiveness. So this is a two-stage study. And now here comes the theoretical references uh, for my doctoral dissertation study. And the first theoretical reference that I had for my study is the Griffith, Dr. Griffith and Dr. King's competency achievement model. The, this model delineates the competency achievement process, starting with the recognition of the changing and evolving competency needs. We know that whenever there are new challenges in job responsibilities and uh, new changes in work environment, you have to have these needs for new competencies, new skills and knowledge, right, to cope with these kind of new challenges and, and changes. And then once you know that you need new skills, you have to identify what the uh, skills are, and that's the second stage. And the third stage is based on the, uh, the uh, determined new competencies you can establish uh, the training and the education requirements by turning those competencies into learning objectives. And then the third, is, the third stage is to uh, actually implement, uh, design and implement the training and the education program. And lastly, the learners could demonstrate their achievement of the competencies at workplace. Um, but my study focuses on the second and the third stage, the determination of the competencies. And and also uh, the establishment of the education and the training requirement. The second theoretical reference for my study is the uh, uh, pedagogical alternative called competency-based education and the training. It's quite different from the uh, humanistic or uh, um, holistic education concept that focuses on the general personal development in the long run. Instead, it only focuses on the roles to be filled upon completion of a, a training or, educa or education program because um, it's performance-based and it only concerns how to make sure that uh, learners uh, uh, attain the uh, performance obje objectives entailed by these roles to be filled upon uh, completion of the program. I think since um, the uh, the nature of librarianship is quite practical, and this at pedagogical approach uh, is more appropriate for uh, uh, for me for this study to uh, apply the findings of my study in the actual imp implementation and design of training programs. So these are the two uh, theoretical bases for my uh, study. Um, as for methodology, this is the the research design part and. I used the survey instrument to collect data, and I conducted two surveys. And the first one was to uh, determine the chat reference competencies, the essential ones especially. And then the second one was to um, 
determine the effective training techniques. And the population was chat reference practitioners. It could be professional librarians or uh, library staff or library school students, anyone, as long as they have experience working with chat reference. And the sampling technique that I used was self-selection. The reason that I used the self-selection uh, instead of any random sampling or probability sampling technique was because the population of chat reference practitioners is unidentifiable. The individual members are not able to be identified. There are directories or lists that keep track of libraries that offer chat reference services, but uh, those directories are very outdated. They, they don't capture the most recent information about libraries who, uh, that are offering chat reference services, so I cannot use those directories as the basis for any probability sampling. And instead, I decided to just rely on um, the uh, potential subjects' self-selection. I know that there is a problem associated with such a non-probability sampling technique, the possible bias that the self-selected sample is not being very representative of the population. But still, I try to offset such a bias by um, trying to reach as many uh, chat reference practitioners as possible. I send out uh, an, an email invitation message to 11 list serves where uh, chat reference librarians are most likely to subscribe. And uh, I uh, cordially invited them to participate in my study and I also asked them to forward the message to whoever they know uh, uh, that is a reference librarian but not on the listservs. Um, as for the questionnaire, since I conducted two surveys, I had two questionnaires. On the first questionnaire, I listed uh, 30 chair reference competencies under eight areas identified from the literature. And then I asked my respondents to rate the importance of those chat reference competencies and, and as well as the competency areas in terms of their importance to chat reference practice on a seven-point Likert scale, with one being not important at all and seven being very important. And only the two ends of this Likert scale were anchored so that the scale could be treated as an interval scale and the statistical analysis could be uh, conducted later on. And the, the same uh, is for the, the second survey on the training techniques. And again, the, a, a list of training techniques were provided for librarians to evaluate their effectiveness and uh, um, on a seven-point liquor scale. And so the, the drill is pretty much the same. For the administering, the survey was published on uh, surveymonkey.com, and the, and the participants were recruited from the serves. And both surveys were uh, kept up for uh, a month, four to five weeks. And as for the data analysis, I did both descriptive summary and the statistical analysis, which we will be uh, looking at in the f next few slides. Uh, so this is the overview of the results. As I said, I conducted two surveys. And the first one uh, was on chat reference competencies, and I received close to 600 responses. It was pretty good. But unfortunately, for the second one, I only received um, uh, 286 responses and the response rate dropped in half. Um, I thought it was probably because I uh, launched the second survey very far into the summer. It was in late um, 
July and early October, uh, early August, and probably the librarians were on vacation. They were not able to access the survey then. So, but still, the 286 was a very decent number for me to work with. And at the beginning of each survey, I also asked a list of demographic questions to collect uh, the demographic information of my respondents because one of my research questions was trying to look at whether uh, different demographic groups um, have significantly different perceptions of the competencies and training techniques. And these are the questions that I ask. Uh, what motivated them to work with Chad and uh, uh, how long they have been working with Chad and whether they're comfortable or not and whether they have a professional degree or not and, and the provision venue of chair reference. We know that chair reference could be pr provided via uh, IM applications or the commercial uh, more complex chat software and or homegrown software and whether they work in academic library, public library or special library, etc and the service mode, and we know that chair reference has made it possible for libra libraries to work with each other to form consortia to offer uh, chair reference service together. So I'd like to know whether they work in a standalone mode or in a collaborative mode. And the evaluation pr perspective for the training survey, whether they are looking at the, competence, uh, the training techniques from a trainer's perspective or a trainee's perspective. So this is the list of demographic information collected for both surveys. Now here's the, the juicy part, the results. For the first survey, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I had 30 competencies. Since the list is long and I can only list five, the top five essential competencies here and to talk about them. And the first one, the first and the foremost, the most important chair reference competency was referring users to appropriate resources and services when necessary. This is quite surprising, right? The most important chair reference competency is to have the capability to make appropriate referrals during a chair reference session. Well, at first it was surprising, but um, if you think about it, it does make sense Right? Because chair reference, it's conducted via digital media, right? It's a good mm, venue for uh, quick questions, short questions. But if the question is rather complex, this mm, venue is not necessarily, necessarily the best media for such questions. And librarians, especially chair reference librarians, they have to uh, learn how to let go of users and they have, they, as indicated here by the highest rating of this competency, they acknowledge it, they recognize the importance of letting go of users and so some of the very, um, some of the values such as thoroughness or completeness, these values are held very uh, dear by face-to-face -face reference librarians uh, or librarians who uh, staff desk reference, right? have to be reshaped in chat reference. You don't have to be thorough, you don't have to complete, you have to be able to determine the needs when you are uh, expected to refer users to more appropriate resources and services. So that's the, the most important reference competency agreed upon by all these respondents. Um, and then the, uh, the second and the third one are competencies about electronic resources and these are no-brainers. It's not surprising at all because when users, to choose, uh, when users choose to use a reference service, they want a, uh, an immediate response in the electronic format 
they don't want to be told to come down to the library physically to check out a book. They just want an email, uh, want an electronic answer uh, or electronic response very quickly from the chair reference librarian. So librarians are expected to have the knowledge and the skills to search electronic resources very effectively and efficiently. And the fourth um, highest essential competency was the ability to think quickly and deal flexibly with unexpected situations in chair reference sessions. Well, uh, we know that chair reference is very dependent on technology, right? And when you are uh, conducting a chair reference encounter with a reference user, you don't get to see each other. There's no nonverbal cues at all. And the communication um, is conducted through written messages. And um, the technology doesn't always work well. If you have experience staffing a chair reference uh, uh, shift, you must uh, experience some of the, the technology failure, right? All of a sudden, the chat session just ends and for no reason. Or if you are using a very complex chat software and, for example, uh, a software that has the file sharing feature and then you promise the user, okay, I'm going to send this file to you using the file sharing feature, but all of a sudden, the, the feature just doesn't work. You have to come up with a plan B very quickly. And all these things uh, all these characteristics of chair reference has created the new sources of stress for reference librarians and they have to have the ability to cope with such stress to manage it. So that's why this uh, competency has such a high um, rating. And then the fifth one, this is a universal one, you, using open probes to clarify questions. This is as important in chat as in all the other reference venues. You have to uh, be, make sure that you know what the user is looking for before you can um, go about searching for the answer for the user's question, right? So these are the top five essential competencies, just a quick glance. Now let's look at the, these two charts, and these two charts indicate the, um, the distribution of the mean ratings and the standard deviation for the chair reference competencies and the competency areas. Now we can see that the uh, the, hi the higher the competency rating is and the lower the standard deviation is, right? That means that the chair reference librarians, the, the survey respondents, they are more likely to converge on competency ratings that, uh, on competencies that they consider to be important than uh, they are on competencies that they consider not so important. Does it make sense? Okay. Uh, we can move on to the uh, uh, sort of a conclusion of this part of the survey and the chair reference competencies. The 30 competencies listed on the survey could be grouped into the four categories. Uh, the first one is the general reference competencies. These are the core competencies independent of reference venues. The reference interview skills. That, that are, uh, the skills are very important no matter what kind of reference venue you are working with, right? You have to be able to um, get information, elicit information from users regarding their real information needs. And then the familiarity with the electronic resources and the customer service mentality. And these are the core reference competencies. And the second group is the reference competencies highlighted in chat reference. In other reference venues, uh, competencies under this group are necessary. But in chat, 
these competencies have been uh, elevated to the spotlight. The importance has been highlighted. Why? The first one, let's look at it. Keeping users informed by constantly notifying users of what the librarian is doing. Let's say in a face-to-face -face encounter, the librarians are uh, the librarian and the user, they are both in the same physical space. The user can see what the librarian is doing. So you don't have to talk, uh, explain a lot about what you're doing. But in the chat reference session, the user doesn't get to see what the librarian is doing. If you don't constantly send brief messages to the, to the user, uh, ensuring the user that you're working on his question, you're still there, you're not gone, and the user will be very confused, to, mm, then probably even if it has no idea what you're doing, they probably just um, choose to uh, get out of the program, get out of the chat session. So you have to let user know what you're doing. And the third one, uh, the, the second one is the ability to work under pressure. As I mentioned earlier, the various characteristics of chat reference um, has created these new sources of pressure and stress, and it requires chat reference librarians to have a to have exceptional ability to work under pressure. So these two uh, areas of competencies have been elevated to the spotlight in chat reference. And the third category is the reference competencies specific to chat reference. These are not requisite in other reference venues, but only in chat reference. And the first one is the online communication skills. We know that uh, you have to communicate via written messages with users in chat reference, right? So as a reference, chat reference librarian, you have to have the knowledge of the chat etiquette, the chat lingo, to be able to effectively communicate with users in the online environment. And the second, the skillful maneuver of chat software. We know chat reference is dependent on the mm, chat reference application and it has to have a technological platform. So you have, no matter what kind of soft software you're using, either IM applications or a like 24-7 or tutor.com, this fairly complex commercial software, you have to, uh, to be able to familiarize yourself with all the different features and functions of the chat software and to be able to use it as an extension of your hands. And the third is the knowledge of other participating libraries resources in the collaborative consortium. We know that uh, chat reference uh, has made it possible for li uh, libraries to form consortia to work together. And so if you are staffing chat reference service in a collaborative network, you're not only getting questions from your own users, but also from um, the constituencies of all the participating member libraries, right? So you have to have a basic knowledge of the resources and services of all the other member libraries in order to provide quality services to users of the entire collaborative consortium. So these are competencies specific to chat reference. And the last one, um, the first three categories, they cover the 21 competencies that, identify, that were identified as the essential ones. But the last one, reference competencies, not as important in chat. This category covers the competencies that have been left out. And let's see what have been left out. The first area is the basic computer techniques. You may think that basic computer techniques are so fundamental in chat reference, right? You have to know how to operate a computer, how to do shortcuts, and all these things. But they, this one received the second to the last lowest, uh, second to the last, uh, second to the lowest rating uh, in the survey. Maybe 
the, the reasoning of the respondents could be that um, this is so fundamental that uh, it, it's overshadowed by all the other uh, seemingly more important chair reference competencies like reference interviews and all the others, right? It's like a default scale. And if you are uh, staffing a face-to-face -face or a desk reference uh, session, you have to be able to speak English in order to do that, right? Um, maybe it's the same here. Then having the basic computer techniques or like being able to speak in, uh, in, uh, uh, to speak English uh, to f uh, serve uh, at a uh, reference desk. And the other one, um, the instructional role received the lowest rating of all in this survey. Again, this this is quite surprising because you would think, well, instruction is very essential part of library reference work, right? And reference librarians are also uh, expected to be instructors to to educate users to en enhance their information literacy level, but not so in chat reference. Probably when users choose to use chat reference, they're just expecting the the service to be a convenient tool um, like Google. They just want a quick answer. They don't have the appetite for instruction. And maybe the reference librarians, the, the respondents of this survey, they have experienced enough failure when trying to offer uh, instructions to users to conclude that this is no longer important in chat reference. And as for the contextual emphasis, we can see that um, Respondents who work in collaborative networks seem to find the following um, competencies to be more important than the standalone um, service, than respondents who work in standalone services. These competencies include the technical competencies, the resource competencies, and online communication competency, and the ability to work pressure. And for uh, and the, the, the second part, and the commercial, uh, reference librarians who use commercial software seem to find the same kind of competencies to be more important than those who work with app, IM application. Why is that? Did you notice any um, similarity between the collaborative network and the commercial chat software users? They are more complex than their counterparts, right? Um, the environment of uh, a collaborative consortium is more complex than a standalone service. Again, the use of a commercial chat software is more complex than the use of a straightforward IM application. So maybe if you have to work with a fairly complex um, chat, soft, uh, chat reference context, you have to um, be more aware of these competencies. You have uh, a higher need for such competencies. Thus, you consider these competencies to be more important. That's my um, justification for this uh, significant difference between these two demographic groups. Now let's take a look at the results from the second survey of the training techniques. Um, again, I identified 18 out of the 23 training techniques to be the effective ones, and the cutoff, cutoff point here is 5.15. After that, the, the curve starts to drop. And I listed the top five effective training techniques here, and the mm, first one is a software training technique and hands-on experience of software training. Uh, 
apparently, librarians, the, the respondents, they appreciate the opportunity to gain hands-on experience with a, a very uh, key part of chair reference, the software. And then the second one, trainees review selected chat, chat transcripts to, to learn more about the service. In chair reference service, um, the applications, no matter what you are using, uh, you can capture the entire transaction and then the transcripts could be kept for training purposes and the trainees can look at them to learn more about the service. And the third highest, uh, the, third, mm, the, the, the third highest rating goes to the, uh, the, the secret shopper approach. The trainees, they could initiate a chat session with uh, any existing chat reference service and experience the service from the perspective of the user. And this experience not only gives them an idea of how an on-duty librarian handles a real chat session, but also uh, have them experience what it feels like to look at things from the user's perspective, uh, what, uh, what kind of things that users might expect out of the, the chat session, right? And the fourth one, was librarians pair up to practice chair reference skills on a regular basis. Chair reference training is not a one-shot thing. It could be an ongoing process. Librarians could ease into this um, chair reference service by constantly practicing their skills to improve, in, to improve their skills. And the fifth one is a cheat sheet containing vital information librarians might need to access quickly and often during a chat session. As I mentioned earlier, chat reference is dependent on technology. Sometimes technology fails, and when that happens, you might need to reach someone in the technology department and have them come over to figure out the problem. And their contact information could be quite critical in that situation, right? And also, if you want to use a particular feature of the application, but it's all of a sudden you forget how to use it, and you might want to um, have a convenient access to a place where all this information is stored. And then here's where the ch cheat sheet comes in. You can have a cheat sheet containing such information and be made conveniently accessible to uh, reference librarians. Um, okay, on this slide, um, the, the approach chart is uh, the distribution of the mean ratings of the, mm, the training techniques and also the standard deviation. Again, we can see the higher the, uh, the, the rating is, the lower the standard deviation is. But I'd like to talk more about this chart. Um, this is the popularity of training techniques. When uh, librarians are asked to rate the effectiveness of each training technique, first they were asked whether they had experienced this particular training technique or not in their own training program. They could either experience it as the trainer or uh, as a trainee. And the, the blue part of the stacked column indicates the number of uh, respondents who had experienced a, a particular training technique. And we can see the higher um, blue parts usually center around this area, right? And those are the soft, software training techniques. However, what I want to point out is the number 12 and the number 20. This one, these two don't seem very popular among mm, librarians, right? And they don't have many librarians who have uh, received this training. But these trainings, those are transcript review and secret shopper, these two techniques 
which you just saw on the previous slide, uh, were uh, rated among the top five most effective training techniques. But um, not a lot of uh, training programs seem to value these two approaches. And after this uh, study, I think we could, I, we could make suggestion to the um, chair reference trainers to make them become more aware of the value of these two approaches. Um, all right, uh, this is the implication from the second survey. We know that the, the, the most effective training techniques rated by the uh, respondents of the second survey seem to be uh, having an emphasis on hands-on practice and experience. So when designing and implementing a, a training program, the trainers should focus on designing various exercises or activities that could give uh, tra trainees an opportunity to gain hands-on experience on the various aspects of, uh, of chair reference. Of course, the show and tell, the demonstration part is important, but more importantly um, is the op opportunity for librarians to get hands-on experience. After all, uh, practice makes perfect, right? And uh, the second um, implication is the easy access of supporting information. Supporting information, supporting material like a cheat sheet plays an important role uh, of facilitating the training program. So um, trainers should uh, be aware of this value of such a cheat sheet and make it convenient, accessible to the trainees. And the third is in-house training. On my survey, I listed three training um, options, training modes for respondents. The first is in-house, and the second is uh, tele-conferencing. Um, the third is web conferencing. And in-house training received the highest rating among all three, a lot higher than the other two. So as long as the budget permits, the training should be provided in-house to make sure that trainers and trainees could, ha could have a face-to-face -face interaction. And again, the significant difference between different demographic groups. Uh, the librarians who feel uh, more comfortable with chat reference consider the software training to be more effective than those who feel less comfortable with chat reference. It does make sense because um, those who are uh, comfortable with technologies could be more receptive to chat reference and thus could absor absorb the knowledge better than those who are less comfortable with technology, right? And that's why, I guess, they consider the software training to be more effective than the others who are not as comfortable as they are. And then the second contextual emphasis identified is the discrepancy between trainers' perceptions and trainees' perceptions on these two trainings. So trainers, they have to align their own perceptions with their trainees' perceptions before implementing a, a, a training program. And the third one is between the uh, librarians, the respondents who work with a single mode of uh, chair reference provision, which could be either collaborative chair reference network or uh, a, a standalone service. The multiple modes means that uh, the respondents work in, in both modes, both the collaborative network and uh, also uh, um, a standalone service. I don't know if it's true with King Library's librarians because we know there's a 24-7 ask now and also the question point 
um, uh, inside of the CSU system, maybe they, they, they work in the multiple modes, right? Or the librarians are separated um, between the public library or the, um, the, the academic library. But uh, f uh, the place where I'm from, Chapel Hill, UNC, and the libraries there in the academic library, they have to work uh, as part of the collaborative statewide chat reference. That's the collaborative mode. And also they provide standalone service to uh, the university students. So those librarians, they work in multiple modes. And so librarians working single mode seem to find the training on service policy more effective. And this also makes sense because if you work in multiple modes, the training policy is more, uh, more comp the policy is more complex and the simple explanation of a policy is not enough, it's not sufficient for them to better understand the, the, the policy of the, the service. So these are the contextual emphasis. Well, time is almost up. Let me just conclude my study by providing answers to the three research questions that I uh, formulated at the beginning of the study. For the question, the first question is about the essential um, chair reference competencies. And I identified 21 essential chair reference competencies. So that answered the first question. Uh, and then I identified 18 chair reference training techniques that could effectively deliver the essential competencies, thus that answer the second question. And the third question, the contextual emphasis that I identified from both studies could uh, serve as the answer to the third question. Um, different demographic groups of child reference librarians do have different perceptions of certain competencies and training techniques. Um, as for the overall implications of the study, first, um, of course, the findings could be used as the basis to design and implement chair reference training and education programs, right? And the uh, competencies could be turned into um, learning objectives and the training techniques could be employed uh, in designing the curriculum for uh, training and education programs. And the contextual emphasis, since we know that the different groups of uh, librarians may have different perceptions of the importance of certain competencies and training techniques. When we are designing training programs for the, such different librarians working with uh, different chair reference contexts, we know what competencies to emphasize and what training techniques to use that will be more effectively than others. Right? So the, the most important implication out of the study is um, to serve as the foundation to design and implement training and education programs for chair reference librarians. Um, of course, the, the study could, could benefit the professional development of librarianship and enhance the understanding uh, of chair reference service to lead to better service performance. All right, thanks everybody.